Hey everybody, it's me. Please hit that subscribe button, the like button, that notification bell, or whatever you can do on whatever podcast platform that you are on. Interact with us. Leave comments. Share it with your friends. Share it with your enemies that you might want to be friends with again. They might hate you more. It doesn't matter. Do it anyway. We would appreciate that. And we do appreciate you. Thank you. Now on to the show. Hello and welcome everybody to the Triple Clowns. And this is a, I don't know, is it a, it's a special episode. I think it's an extremely special episode. It it is. We want to talk a little bit of junk. And we also have our friend on, always a friend of the show. Yes. Great man. Great human being. Great horseman. True American hero. True. Yes. Yes. Nick the Sarge Hines. He'll be coming on, talking a little authentic with the man uh, because, you know, he is part of that, yeah. uh, you know, everything going on with authentic. And mm-hmm. he's a trainer. And I, I have a couple questions for him on a lot of things. Well, and let's point out, too, in case you were living under a rock, authentic won the Kentucky fucking Derby, baby. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I knew this was coming up. And we're gonna, we'll go right into it. But first, let's go into the news before we start talking a little smack. Bite your tongue a little bit. Well, everybody's right. expecting this. You're going to have to bite it and for And if like you can two see minutes. the hats that were worn last week, I have to say. Mm-hmm. You can see the hats. That's an authentic hat for everybody that doesn't know. And we did call it at the Haven't trip. taken this off since Tuesday. Me either. Probably smells uh, great. No, awful. It was 121 <laughs> degrees here yesterday, by the way. So how's my hat smell? Anyway, uh, anyway, so let's go to the news with Mrs. Big News, of course, Sarah yeah. Marie. And if you didn't know by now, the hey. live guy over there is the truck stop burrito, yeah. AJ Ryder. So let's go into the news. Let's go right into it. This is going to be a fun show, I feel, because we're happy. Yeah. Everybody else should be happy. Let's go. Let's go. Well, let's start off before we recap or before we talk derby, because I know it's going to be a bit long and I want to. Just talk a little Preakness first. Where we're at now with the Preakness. I like how you're going derpy before Preakness. Well. Well, that makes sense. The derby is before the Preakness. I don't even know what you're saying. Well, we haven't even talked about derby yet. We're already going on the Preakness. Uh, Oh, we're going to Preakness first. Oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't listening. Well, let's talk Preakness, baby. Yeah. All right. Let's talk Preakness. Um, So Preakness is October 3rd. Third, there is already possible lineups of probables for that race. They still do have Tis the Law listed as a probable, but most likely he's just going to aim for the classic and skip the Preakness. Classic. Aren't you happy? (laughs) Wow, what a dodge there. Yeah. That's embarrassing. (laughs) Wow. Listen, you beat him. Let's not beat him up. You beat him, don't beat him. As much hype as he had coming in the derby, I think I deserve every second. Yeah, you know, I'll I'll give that one to you. Let's preference this with, there's nothing personal with the horse. I'm sure the horse is a great horse. It's the people (laughs) that acted like he was the next secretary. Hey, if you want to crown him, then crown him. Yeah, Crown his ass! (laughs) (laughs) We knew who they were. Never mind. 
I could go on. Right. He was who I thought he yeah, was. Yeah, there it is. Oh, boy. All right. Well, anyways, let's move on. Happy Saver did get his win in your end today, which is Monday at Laurel Park in the Frederica Taseo Stake. So he will be heading to the Preakness. Today being Monday. Today being Monday. Labor Day. When the 7th. As the skydiver is undecided, Bob Baffert is, you know, obviously authentic and a thousand words. Basically, the horses that have scratched from the Derby are all the probables of going to the Preakness. So, King Guillermo, Dr. Post, Finnick the Fierce, Mr. Big News, Cheryl Spite is looking to make his dirt debut at the Preakness, and Lebda, who has won three times so far at Laurel Park, is hoping to possibly get another win back. He's not at in, Laurel Park. In there. In Maryland? In Maryland, yeah. Okay. Um, Laurel Park and Pimlico, I mean, I guess that's his thing. Yeah. Um, so that's a little bit of the Preakness. There are more uh, Probables, Mystic Guide, Pneumatic, Mongolian Wind, Wind are the other Probables as well. Obviously, these will most likely change quite a bit because that's just how it is. Yeah, I mean, those things are just, I mean, I, I know they want to put it out there yeah. and they want to do whatever, but that's going to change so much. Um, yeah. Well, uh, even with who was it? Labia you're talking about? Did you say Labia? <laughs> yeah, whatever the horse was, the Maryland oh, I horse. I don't think it was Labia. It definitely yeah, wasn't Labia. Labia. Lebda? Lebda. The Maryland horse. Yeah. I mean, you act like it's not a big deal because he's been in, in Maryland this whole time, but in these times, it is kind of big. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's, um, I would say that he's Home track a and much man. higher possibility of going there as opposed to a lot of other ones. Oh, now. going yeah. in the race. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, and we'll kind of see how the Preakness is going to be ran with certain COVID restrictions. Yeah. That'll be kind of, kind of interesting because I believe Maryland tracks are open for spectators, aren't they? Wow. I mean, I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> uh, I'm just going to cut that one real yeah, quick. Um, this is what happens when Sarah actually cuts everything because there's, hey guys out there, if she's not cutting this part, there's much better stuff that's oh, probably no. on the floor right now. Uh, but, oh, uh, yeah, I don't know uh, how you'd cut that out, though. Yeah, uh, but no, um, the Preakness. I mean, what do you think? I don't think Tizalaw is going, and if he ducks to the thing, and listen, when I and we're going to go over this a lot, and when mm -hmm. I said to everybody, they were like, we talked about this on another show before, the fact that like Max Maximum Security is the same odds as Tis the Law. Well, not anymore, he's not. Well, I know, but how was he even before? I mean, a three. Yeah. This made no sense. And that's what I hate when I almost feel like these, and I get it, they're doing it to sucker people in, but I feel like, how are you suckered into this? Well, Maybe this horse could beat maximum security or whatever. Now he gets beat and now he'll be like eight to one. Well, like, the odds makers, uh, I, I get it. The, you know, well, they're doing it for the people. when it comes to yeah. making the odds, I mean, you look at the updated odds, authentic and max are the same, same odds going into the classic now, which makes sense because just law was your favorite of Derby, authentic won the Derby. Now he's, your co-favorite going into the classic. So it's, it's not surprising to me that you make those odds. I, like you, think it's ridiculous. Well, it's surprising because the law was up there. But, but I mean, when you're, you're looking at who's taking money, and at the time, Tiz yeah. was taking a lot of money. Well, no, yeah. odds are money. They put a line out, and they feel the money. We all know this. I mean, if anybody knows about gambling, they're going to know they feel the money. It doesn't matter if the – the, uh, I'll just say Packers, because I'm looking at them right now when I look at AJ. The Packers are so much of a better team than, uh, say, the Bengals, 
But if the Bengals all of a sudden get millions of dollars bet on him, guess what they're going to do? Sucker people in the Packers. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's what it is. They go, I mean, I think people do look at odds, especially those kind of odds, and be like, he's just as good of a horse. No, it's just the the American public is just as stupid as we thought they were. And well, it all, it all goes besides back. The, well, well, besides the oh, people that are listening gracious. to us, they're very smart. It Love all it. goes back to what AJ has been preaching, prisoner of the moment. And he becomes one a lot. That's whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, well, I don't think you can dodge that one, Cezanne. Uncle Is Chuck. It? Uncle Chuck. Okay, yeah. Uncle Chuck, I was never on that bandwagon. I, Cezanne. You can, after Uncle Chuck ran his, <laughs> or Cezanne ran his second race, I believe both of you can look back to your text messages and see one that says, wow, what a waste of $3.6 million. What a, what a garbage horse. Legitimately, the moment he crossed the you, line, you I, did I, jump I said, off Cezanne pretty early. Yeah. But you're also. Uncle Chuck, I was never on. I think you were. No. I go think, back. I was on the art collector go train. Go back to the tapes. Since, since well, long before. And the go. only reason you think that, and, and let me clear You know we're going to look this up and edit it. Go for it. That's fine. You can go back and look, because I know y'all misunderstood me, because I thought in the moment when we, when we did that show, I said, art collector, the contracts are signed for the supplemental drafts, which we never did, by the way. So you winning that belt is, is null and void. Um, no, that's your exact words were... <laughs> If Uncle Chuck wins the uh, was Travers and sets the record, yada yada yada, or do you take Uncle Chuck over Art Collector? And I said, well, as somebody who's the GM of my team at the time for said draft, I mean, you're going to look at the top talent. If Joe, if I have already talked to Joe Burrow, if I'm the Bengals, and said like you're our guy, and all of a sudden somebody comes out of the work work to Tagalavia looks awesome and his injuries are no longer a concern from ours. Okay. We're going to start giving him more consideration. That's all I was saying. So to, to uh, say that I was in the uncle Chen <laughs> back wagon for any point in time is just blasphemy. All right. Well, now that you're all heated up, let's move uh, on to the Derby recap. Yeah. Let's go to Derby recap. Cause we know we I, want to I talk really want to hear AJ's. And I'm curious to see Sarge's angle on it as well. That must've been a lot of fun yeah. for him. Well, and I just want to shout out, for all you guys that should be listening to Coffee with the Clowns, I stated Saturday morning I was not going to mention Mr. Big News because every time I do and I pick him, he doesn't hit the board. Guess who hit the board at third? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah but third, third. You're like Ryan Dickey of the calls. Yeah, I am. Not anymore. So, right, not anymore. He picked his. He got second. I yeah. know. I know. Now, Sarah, Ryan's Sarah, moving Sarah, up. Sarah, I'm trying to catch up with Ryan Sarah, now. Sarah's the you know? new Ryan. Mr. Big But now let's Mr. recap the race with the big win, an awesome, exciting uh, Saturday for Authentic. And then Tiz came in second, Mr. Big News, Honor AP, and uh, the Max Player Storm, the court, court and so on. So the court was fifth. I didn't I'm know that. I'm, I'm, I'm asking. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, that's uh, that's weird because actually, Sarah, you mentioned all of those horses in your five. Mm-hmm. She even tried to take authentic on Saturday as opposed to Thursday, and we, and we yelled and at talked her, her out uh, of it. Uh, but, yeah, we yeah. That is true. She might have hit it like on the button for the yeah. five. Uh, yeah. but, um, but once again, we talked you out of a good decision. Obviously, I talked you out of a good decision about six years ago, and that was not talking to me. <laughs> 
See you later. Well, can't win them all. <laughs> uh, all right. No, but what a, um, it was a great derby. And it was, it started off really interesting with thousand words getting that scratched when he bucked up in the paddock and then authentic. Did you see him in the winner's circle? A well, ribbon from like the that. roses spooked him. He well, look, he just won the derby. He was excited. Let's give him a break. And he's a little bit crazy. I like I, nuts. Yeah. I was very excited. What? And I just want to say I'm very excited, especially to for um, all the owners and my racehorse, because it was an honor for them to have their silks being worn at this derby. Well, and them they, own, they own piece of a... Yeah, it's and derby it's pretty awesome. And to see him cross the finish line first, it's yes, very, very that, exciting. That was I, was, I was very happy for that. Yeah, let's go. With the, that's why that listen. That's why we like those kind of horses. I feel like the authentics, the uh, vertical threats of the world, who bucked first time. This jockey went on him in San Luis Rey, like threw the jockey off and he jumped did, the fence yeah. and tried to run around town and had to get stitches. We like these kind of horses. This is what the Triple Clowns is about. Crazy attracts crazy. <laughs> obviously well and um this is what we're about but but yeah. let's break that down because and i don't want to keep saying a total sell uh, i'll do the uh, uh trailer, trailer park, park boys. boys but i'll say we told, told you so we told us so uh and I, I, but but for real we talked about this mm -hmm. and and we broke this down and for everybody and i'm not trying to be like somebody like listen to us we're the smartest people in the world but Listen to us with a smart. No, um, <laughs> we are. No, no, but in, in seriousness, we did break this down in a sense of being like, this is a young horse finding out he was a mayfoil, you know, that we talked about, and also like he's he's young and he's crazy, and he's this and that, and the earplugs and things mm -hmm. that we found out that we talked about that weren't like weird secret knowledge if you looked at it. No, I mean, this horse is the best athlete. I took him in my first pick in the drafts we did because he, I thought he was the most athletic horse. So this isn't surprising to me. I, you know, I mean, I, I think in the way he broke, let's talk about that. Let's just go into that. Yeah, let's start at the beginning. He broke once again, <clears throat> slow. Not great. No, he never does. Not good in the gate. His rush is amazing. We talked yeah. about this before. His rush is ridiculous. And that's what saves him from his, from his bad break. Tiz beat him. Tiz had a chance to cut him off. Mm -hmm. And guess who couldn't do that? Tiz. And he cut him off. And he had to work more. He literally spotted the field almost a second. He really did. If you look at the break, he spotted the field. Maybe about a second and a half a second, but that's huge. He breaks, he goes, and he gets his, what we thought he was going to do. Yep. And he's going to go out there. And guess what? When you come to a horse and Tiz comes over and bangs him a little bit, now that he knows he's there, guess what he did? He got interested. Mm -hmm. And for all you people that don't know, that aren't, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying this being mean, athletic or been in that competition before, there's a different gear for that person or horse and they look you in the eye you you want you go again. harder and mm -hmm. you're bored you're bored aj you ran track when we talked about this a little bit mm -hmm. if all of a sudden you're jogging and you're gonna win the 100 meter dash and oh shit the guy almost caught me but you didn't even know but you still won kind of like last race compared to somebody bumping into you you know what i mean and bumping like, anybody in track but well, i mean you know knowing I mean. 
knowing people are beside you, obviously you're going to run a lot harder. Your elbows might yeah. touch, right? And I never ran. No, no you, I don't touch. know what you would be doing for your elbows. To really you really have to cross that. over the line. Yeah, there and you'd have to be in somebody else's DQ. lane. I would yeah. bump the shit out of people if I ran. Well, you would have a lot because you'd have been disqualified. Yeah, you would have been if able to run. run. And then track. I would always said I would have won if I wasn't disqualified. Yeah. So. Well, I, I guess that's different. I mean, you're looking at like distance runners and like 800 meter, one mile, but. Mm-hmm. But, you, I, was, but I was a sprinter. I didn't have the stamina to go do that. Okay, but but if you but, but what I'm saying is, you know, when somebody pulls up on you, you know what I mean. Okay, it, this it is clicks, a race. and then you could you get that extra push. Why is it different gear? with a horse? If anything, they're more instinctually like that. If they have that in them, well, just like in um, Sea Biscuit. Yeah. When he said, "Look him in the eye." He has to get him to that horse, look him in the eye, and then he takes off. Sometimes they need, well, we talked about that. I'm going to talk about that a little bit, Sarge, the target, because I think our boy needs a target, too. Yeah. And I think vertical, uh, vertical threat, I almost said it. Uh, I think uh, authentic needed, not a target, because he's a front runner. I think he needed a challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, AJ said it before, with the gallop out even after. Uh, uh, Haskell. Haskell, he still looked like he wasn't going to let him go by him, correct? Well, no, it was, to me, and I've been saying this for months now, and I'm glad it finally, you know, every, the whole world got to see what I've been trying to get in everybody's head. Um, the fact that this is a horse who is just so genetically gifted, so unbelievably yeah. fast, mm-hmm. and is just a athlete. freak of nature. Yeah. And all his races, you know, you look, you take the Santa Anita Derby out, out of, you know, out of that equation just because of that break. I don't think he doesn't come back from. I mean, he went and got a sandwich and came back. And yeah. then well, he tried to beat on her AP. That was tough. Yeah. But you look at like the San Felipe, you look at the Haskell. I mean, this is a horse coming down the stretch every time. There's no one around him. And he course. just looks lost. And all of a sudden, he's looking for everyone else finally. Yeah. He's like, wait a minute. You know, especially in, in a field myself. like this, you know what I'm saying is this horse clearly looks like he just, I mean, he has another gear. I mean, he's just a freak. And finally, you get give him a challenge coming home. And that's exactly what he needed. You know, I don't, everyone wanted to question his distance. Distance was never an, a question to me. It was whether or not he was going to have a challenge coming home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's why I want, and we'll talk about that a little bit with Sarge, because I, I do want to talk about that, because I'm going to bring up that, but I think it's an authentic thing, too, when you have a front runner that needs a target, in a sense, and a target in a be interested yeah. sense. I wonder from Sarge's angle, as a trainer, you know, as a guy who knows whatever, what is that? Do you have to like slow him up around the turn and let somebody go yeah, near him? Yeah, what's the move when you're like, a front you can, runner? You can't pull that sea biscuit move if you have 10 horses around. Because no. you might all of a sudden get blocked yeah. or something weird happens. Two horses, sure. Uh, I wonder how that is, but we'll talk to him a little bit about it because I'm curious because mm-hmm. I don't know about that. Like, because you have two different horses that we're going to talk about. One that I think totally has to chase and one's a front runner that needs competition. So is that going to be bad for him? Because he needs a speed near him. Yeah. Well, um, well he, he needs in a... Two, in two, I, you know, I, I think he needs that. I think it helps. But again, I think that a lot of that goes into the maturity. And, and again, you know, we're talking about him being a Mayfold and mm-hmm. and all these things. And the fact that he's kind of a head case. Yeah. 
I said maturity is a big thing. We found out that, you know, he's matured a lot in between the Haskell to now the Santa Anita to the Haskell, the Haskell to the Derby. I think that's something he continues to just get better at. And I think the ceiling for this horse is absolutely crazy. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I, I agree. I think um, how maximum security looked last year, he looks like that. And look at maximum security. He's only going to get better. Um, obviously, hopefully. Uh, I, I think he needs to be more of a pro, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, he needs to prove he can run. Now you're going to hear he can't run in front of a crowd, which could be something. Um, a big crowd that. cheering, he's crazy. I mean, he's shown it. Um, you don't know. When but he that's becomes, why they, have, they were putting in earplugs in the house. Maximus Secure's a pro. Switch Barnes came out, like shows different distances, comes back on horses. Um, he's a pro. He's, he's like that settled pro. Authentic might be a better athlete, one of those things. We have to see. I'm wondering if the Preakness is going to have fans, number one, um, and if that's going to be a problem for him. Mm-hmm. And even if it is a problem right now, it's not he'll grow into it. He'll get used to it, hopefully. Um, I do think that's the weird part. But that's why we love him. I think that's why we like him. He's that unpredictable, crazy. I mean, He's look crazy. at Max. Maximum Security got disqualified for that crazy move in the Derby. And look at where he is now, how he would yeah. never get out of the lane, probably, even in the same situation. They get older. They're better. Um, but let's move on before we – Tell everybody how we picked Authentic, and we killed the Derby. We all know that. We're not going to go into it too much. But uh, let's talk about the other horses in the Derby. How, how do we feel about those horses, where they're coming out of it? No business, some of them. Or is it just, I mean, whatever. I mean, what, what do you guys think? Anybody well, I think, I think we, you know, when we've been talking about this too. When you look at Tiz, we've been saying how he's gotten the perfect trip every time out. And I didn't think he was going to get that perfect trip. He got it again. He did. And he still lost. So to me, I mean, the fact that, you know, Barclay Tag wants to skip the Preakness and think he's going to go into the Classic and do make any noise, I think is. And get the perfect trip again in the Classic against four-year-olds? I mean, even you proved you can get the perfect trip and you still can't win. Exactly. Again, against Authentic, you think you're going to get a perfect trip and still win against Tom DeAtat, Maximum Security. No, yeah. I mean, get out of town. Yeah, um, I thought Mr. Big News and Storm the Court, Sarah's horses, I, I think proved a lot because you look yeah. at how Storm the Court has been running recently. I mean, we could have, I, I believe, I wrote him off in the fact that he still, he didn't have the lead and still was in there towards the end. And granted, you know, he, he finished, um, you know, light years behind Tiz and Authentic, but still the fact that he was up there. I think is is very promising for you know Peter and, and and his horse there too, and especially Mr. Big News coming in there. And big shout out there because I, I mean I did, I know no, it's the Derby. I know a lot of things happen, but the, you know the, no, I, but, I'm really happy for those both of those horses. Yeah, know, getting the the positioning they did and, and finishing where they did. No, so, I, so, I agree with you because I was very surprised by those horses well, and the the race that they had. Like yes, Storm the Court got got fifth, but I, I thought it was a good race for him. Well, here's the deal. I think Storm the Court is, and I, and I use this term which I've never heard before. I'm sure people say this, but I'm going to use it. I've used it before. Storm the Court can run with any horse, but he might not be able to ra- run by any yeah. horse, and that's I think his thing. I think Storm the Court can run with anyone, 
I just don't think he runs by horses. Yeah, he puts up a good well, fight, we did you know, we did bring animal. up the point before too with Storm the Court was we thought he was a horse who had to have the lead. Mm-hmm. And we didn't he think he was, and he wasn't the fastest horse out there. But the fact that you know he mid pack kind of the whole way and still was a gamer, mm-hmm. you know, against everyone else, I think I think that was I think that was a good strong showing for them. Yeah, I believe yeah, so. I, I think yeah. if Storm the Court pulled up on the side of them or was running on the side of them all the time, I think he'd be right on the side of them at the finish line. I think he's just that horse, and when yeah. he gets older, I think he'll be a little better. I don't know. I'd have to watch more of it. I could be jumping the gun on it, but that's what I think of him. He's run third to horses. He's broken third mm-hmm. and run third to really good horses before this. Yeah, you know what I mean. And when he had the lead in the juvenile, he just held on. Yeah. I just think that's why I think he has to have the lead. I think he needs to learn to run by horses. We've talked about this before and they're horses. And I feel like they're, they're pack animals that run in packs and some horses want to run with the pack and some horses want to lead the pack. And I think he might just want to run with the pack and be fast. Mm -hmm. He might be way faster than we think. And I think that was the turf try with him because kind of like they did with, and we only know this because you have, thing like lane way where he was kind of like that like he almost can run with anybody he didn't want to pass but they don't want to run anybody by anybody. <laughs> yeah. then you go to turf because maybe it's just i don't know on grass maybe they dig a little deeper i don't know um, would, once again this is things we have to talk about with and it's kind of interesting because i mean you would think that after his win because like we've talked about some are that pack animal but after they win they got that taste they got that taste for the win so they they know to to press on you wonder you wonder if they like in their picture taken and they realize it it's kind of a curious thing or maybe gonna... storm the court won the juvenile was like nah i'm over this yeah, yeah like, like i'm good Mike juvenile champ one. baby what's up <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. hey you've always gonna have that title so i'm, I'm just i'm just make sure i don't get hurt i, I was around. i do have to say though i was very surprised by mr big news why are you preaching about Mr. Big News forever? I don't know why you're surprised. I'm he, actually not that surprised with Mr. No, Big News. I am just, I mean, he just hasn't been running that great lately to me. And so when it came to this field, Maybe I was like, After oh. Authentic and Tiz, this field wasn't wide open. Take them out of the race. You could have just thrown a dart at a board. I know. I was just very it's, impressed. It, actually, very, after we've lost Thousand Words, Art Collector, yeah. King Guillermo, I mean, with those horses in the race, clearly. See, honestly, I, Art, I think everyone knows my opinion of Art Collector at this point in time mm-hmm. because I, I thought he was the winner for sure. Okay, let's ask you right now. Yeah, okay. authentic or Art? Who would have won that race? That's tough. <laughs> it is. Tough. That's not an answer. That's a, That's an answer that everybody. How about they both beat Tiz? <laughs> that's all that matters. That's all that matters. <laughs> so it would be like a photo between yeah. Art Collector and Authentic. Yeah, I don't know. Authentic finally showed me what he is capable of that I've just been fearing the world is going to see eventually, and here it was. As much as our collectors improve, you've been loathing for. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, fearing because I just think there's a like again. I just think the you know sky's the limit for him. Our collector, our collector hasn't shown me as much as authentic. I'd still take authentic. But our collector's dangerous. So mm-hmm. well, let me ask you now, and it's way too early, and it's probably you're gonna get probably a silly answer. Um, in the classic now. Authentic maximum Ooh. security. Well, are we gonna or authentic max? Yeah. yeah. We've got 
two more months <laughs> of no 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 we no, got like two I more know months where you're going yep of authentic getting better becoming more of a professional of what you're saying about and i think you know in the short time that he's done it i i think when he's on his a game there's not a three-year-old or a horse in the country that matches him you know anything maximum security nope really his a game i mean that's that's yeah. not always going to come out <laughs> but his is there a carving station at Keeneland? Horse in the country that matches it. We we had we we had a conversation about this, um, AJ and I, and I Just think today. that's yes today, um, which I think is interesting, and I think you're saying exactly what I'm saying. Um, what, what we talked about, what we said, and we we agreed on. I believe that you know if you're going to bet a horse to be solid, you're going to bet maximum security in a race. Um, but authentic, you don't know what you're going to get right now, mm-hmm. which I think everybody realizes. Um, the problem, the only thing I would say right now that hasn't been shown, the athletic ability, everything like that is, I would say because maximum security has shown he can come from off the pace and he can pass a horse. Like, and he can dig and pass a horse that doesn't lose the lead. Because I forgot the name of the horse. I wish I did right now. Horse doesn't lose the lead when he gets it. The horse he passed and, and legitimately dug by him. Like it should have been over. Yeah. And maximum security, so dimensions, I guess. We're authentic. If he gets stuck in the pack, I don't know what the hell he'll do. He I might just give her that problem. Headbutt people. I mean, uh, he will, he how, will, many, how many different times has he should have already? Now, with three-year-olds, he has a speed to the turn. When he gets a little older, there's going to be horses in there. They're going to throw in for no reason that are going to beat him to the turn. And he might be in the pack at some point. You know, I don't know. The turn, but by the end of the turn, he's going to be in front. Remember, he's three, <laughs> That's he's, all that matters. he's three against weak fields. Yeah. Let's face it. These are weak fields. And he can go to the turn with the lead. Max might beat him to the turn. I think that's you tough. Know I, I don't mean? know how I would answer that. But I, I do think. Well, we'll find out in two months, right? Yeah. Yes. No, I'm just, I'm just curious of what you he think also, right he's, now. He's maturing now, and I think he has more to mature. So I feel like by the classic. I think next year is his classic if he starts. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I think everybody would if you had odds right now. If he stays, you know, obviously healthy. If he doesn't just retire, he might win the Belmont, win the Classic or second, and he might just go away. You mean the Preakness? Yeah, the Preakness. Preakness. I'm sorry. Well, it's usually the Belmont. Lads. Somebody's stuck in 2019 <laughs> still. Yeah, apparently I'm stuck. Yeah, Welcome to every this other year that it's been. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, the Preakness. Um, we'll see how he does. Yeah. But you don't know. But I, I mean, I, I mean, him as a four-year-old. My God. Um, but I feel like we'd be saying the same about maximum security against this this group. I think a maximum security race against this group last year, I think he would have crushed them. Uh, I mean, I think if Law is your super horse, which I think Law is very good, mm-hmm. but if he's the super horse, oh like, yeah, I, and and I don't want anybody to get me wrong that Tiz isn't good. He's okay. just not as good Over as heights. y'all think he is. Well, yeah. That's why everybody wants to knock on it. And he's probably going to end up being a really, really good racehorse, let's face it. Um, you know, I, I mean, it, it's what it is. But this is horse racing. Look at McKenzie this weekend. Yeah. Uh, he was a favorite in the Classic last year, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> All right, though. But that is it for the news. All right. That's, that's it for the news? Yeah. Thank God. Uh, so we, we, we have our best guest of all time coming on. Now we said that a lot in in the pick show, but this, but the best guess here, I think, is a hundred percent correct. Yeah. 
Um, yes, the best guest for today's show is definitely right now. All right, guys, we promised after a big derby win, we have part of the team of that derby win. Let's just say he was on our show at the derby. He called it, along with AJ and myself, a believer, part of the team. No introduction really needed because he's been on the show enough, but we're going to talk to him anyway because he's going to give us his insight on everything derby. And, of course, it's Nick the Sarge Hines. Hutton Hut. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, my apologies because it looks like I'm almost in a closet, but I'm not really uh, <laughs> in Lexington. Didn't make it to Louisville for the Derby. I had the pleasure of being at home in uh, Los Angeles with the family. Uh, we celebrated wildly uh, with authentic, uh, pretty much going gate to wire after a semi-sluggish start. But it's great to be back on the show and, um, and a few dollars richer at the same time. Exactly. I, absolutely. So let's go right into it. I mean, obviously, very exciting for you. you um, I know you right before that you were on a live stream. We yep. watched you yep. with my racehorse. You gave me a lot of good points about everything, how he was going to win. And he did almost exactly what you said he was going to do. Um, and I think everybody, we talked about it as well. And we'll get into the race a little bit, but I'm not that shocked. I don't think you are either, Sarge. AJ's definitely not. Ooh. We're not, this wasn't no. like we shook the world. Let's no. face it. This isn't, um, uh, no respect. I think Joe uh, Meshach kept texting me that. No respect about that. Um, and I think that was the truth about it. Sarge, break us down through that race. How were you looking at it? How did you feel? I mean, was that a perfect trip? Was it whatever? Let us know your derby insight. Well, I, I think as the week, uh, you know, unfolded, with the, the defection of art collector. I mean, that in itself uh, kind of opened up the situation for Authentic as far as pace is concerned, because I really felt that Authentic was uh, the speed of the speed, but I felt that art collector was the horse that potentially could, you know, keep him honest. Whereas, tis the law, you knew you were going to get a confident ride from Manny Franco. Uh, I did feel that he was likely going to be the first one to go after Authentic, uh, because knowing that he felt he was on the best horse. So as the week uh, progressed, and as I say, unfolded, Finnick to Fierce, I didn't really deem as a, a contender, but, you know, an art collector. And then King Guillermo, that was the horse that everyone, that was kind of like the wise guy horse. Yeah. Although he had that gap in between, he'd been training forwardly and like it was going to show speed. So um, at the end of the day, it being a 15 horse field, which, you know, change that dynamic as far as him being drawn in, in post-18. Uh, the way I saw it was, is that he was going to break sharp. Uh, and even to go just prior to that, when, you know, a thousand words flipped in the paddock for Baffert, you know, that hour um, or 40 minutes or what it were between the flip of a thousand, thousand words, who was co-owned by Spendthrift, obviously in a partnership with uh, Iron Racehorse, along with Mattiquette and Starlight, when a thousand words got scratched and Jimmy Barnes went down and a speedy recovery, you know, breaking his wrist, I believe he came back to Los Angeles to have that wrist reset. Um, you're kind of like saying to yourself, okay, could Baffert be in this bad of a rut? Because considering the fact that he hadn't really done much in those two days. So mm -hmm. it really came down to authentic. So when you think about the law of averages, right? Baffert was almost kind of destined to win the race because 
he tends to come out smelling like a rose. So when they broke from the gate, and he broke slow, uh, obviously Tim's law came out slightly. One thing that I, I just can't get out of my mind was almost seeing virtually every rider, like motion to the outside as to say, hurry up. You're supposed to be on the lead. Go. So <laughs> literally everybody took a hold anticipating authentic to go. So I hate to say, and granted he went 20, what, 22 and 4, 46. Mm-hmm. When you think about the fractions, they were legitimate. Mm-hmm. Uh, the time of the race, more than legitimate when you compare historics. And in, in, in essence, you look at the times on the day, and it was an exceptionally fast race, and the fact that he was able to finish. So I really felt that there were other horses in the race that had their chance. Julian let Peru on storm the court. I think of the rides in that particular race, I think that he was very, uh, use the word, inactive. He should have been proactive. He had a horse that liked to be forward replaced. So I think all in all, shame on a number of those riders for what they did because of the fact that they all gave Authentic his best strength, and that was get to the lead. But that was my point from a handicapping standpoint. When you go back to the Haskell, not to go off on a tangent, if you basically took a poll of 100 people after the Haskell and said, can he get the mile and a quarter on Derby Day? You might have got 1% that said yes. I was in that one percentile, and AJ was too. I was too, yeah, yeah. Yes. And team clowns, we were all on the same page. Yeah, yeah, we were. Yeah, so as the race developed, um, when he got to the 3 eighths pole, and I, I just could see Tis the Law, you know, and I tweeted out the night before, you know, they, it looked as if they changed the glue-ons. He had glue-on shoes, which are just what they sound, where they don't nail the shoes on conventional. They actually glue them on. He had had a glue-on stabilizer through the winter because he had a bruised heel earlier this year. It was the latter end of 2019. So he's had a little bit of a foot issue anyway. But the type of glue-ons that he had, I noticed a difference. And then I went back and watched the replay of his Travers, and even back in the Belmonts. I noticed how he kind of ran with his head cocked until he got his lead. So if you watched the race real close the other day, I don't think Tesla was – taking a hold of the track he was he was he was spinning his wheels you got a fast horse like authentic who is brilliantly bred and the point that i brought up during the live show he was out of a mr greeley mare which is six furlongs tight max but she was out of a wild again mare. and if you all remember wild again won the first ever breeders cup classic in 1984 under pat day for vincent tiffany so he got the classic distance so when you look at it pedigrees and when you're looking at parentage, grand dam, great grit, if you can find it within two generations, a horse that won a grade one at a classic distance, you're going to be fine and authentic fit the bill. No, I, I, I exactly agree, obviously, and we, and we totally did it. Do you think, um, do you think authentic, I, I mentioned this uh, a little bit, and do you think this is true where, do you think he's a horse that, we obviously know he's a little bit of a, goofball space case i mean we've seen this before he has his quirks yeah let's just say he's quirky uh it sounds good he's quirky and um do you think he needed that almost not bump by tis the law but that you know that challenge challenge and when he saw that he dug in for that gear does he get bored do you think when he's on the lead before like he did and do you think that was something that he kind of saw and said okay game on because it kind of looked like he had that 
Well, it's, it's interesting you say that. Uh, and I think you, you're, you're on to something, and we talk about this all the time, where uh, you've got friends. AJ, I'm sure you've got friends that, that they have a little bit of ADD, and you, you have to kind of kind of have to wake them up a little bit because they, they get into a space. Well, I think going back to Authentic when he ran in the Haskell, you had a Hall of Fame trainer and a Hall of Fame rider that gave you exacts on what took place in the ring. I'm talking exacts, not, well, maybe. They came out and ultimately said he slipped into neutral. Uh, Baffert had said that Mike Smith let him essentially fall asleep. Mike actually mentioned even down the backside that he was trying to get out because of the noise. So it's obvious that this particular horse has his quirks. He's a May foal. The fact that the Derby got pushed back from May until September at the end of the day is probably one, what won him the Derby. Because if you think about Baffert's year in a nutshell, you went from Nadal, Charlatan, even Uncle Chuck got to the point where he had actually trumped what Authentic was doing. And even before Nadal, Charlatan, you had 1,000 words, the million-dollar horse. So when you think about Baffert's year, and, and Baffert takes, for me, he just takes way too much heat um, at the end of the day. And that, that's the point about the social game, so to speak. It's, you know, even after my racehorse wins their first ever attempt at a Kentucky Derby, my racehorse is able to get to the winner circle. Thanks, uh, of course, to uh, Wayne Hughes, a spendthrift, and, of course, Starlight, uh, Mr. Wolf, Mattiquette, Saul Coleman, you know, they gave that opportunity. SF Bloodstock, who sold out on the horse, to my racehorse to have this chance. I mean, I liken it to uh, Jake DeLome and the Carolina Panthers when they, when they made it to the Super Bowl that year. Granted, that uh, they win, but the point being that Authentic pulled it off, haters going to hate. And I think at the end of the day, it's uh, the old saying in that song, kick them when they're up, kick them when they're down. Mm -hmm. Was it Don Henley that sang that? Not sure. But <laughs> like that, that, yeah. that's, the, that's the shame of where we're at today. We, we had a talk, all of us, in our pre-production meeting, and, and Sarah can attest to this, that the average 22-year-old today, social media, they seem to know something about politics. They think they know. They think they, they no know, yeah. yeah. No, it, it, well, it, and Baffert even made a comment that he was going to be a meme all over Twitter after he got knocked down in the winter circle. When Baffert Ooh. knows about memes, what, what is going on with the world? When Baffert knows Crazy, the world. Right? I call he, he, you know, he, for, for, you know, for a while there, he actually had his own Twitter handle. He, he does have one now, which yeah. I think Jill may run that, but they, they can't really comment around it. But I think it's, a, it's pretty amazing, you know, when you think about at the end of the day that you look back at Ben Jones, who going into the Derby was the all-time winning, having won six. That Baffert now is tied him. Ben Jones primarily trained for Calumet. Uh, Baffert has done it in numerous different ways. That's pretty crazy to think, you know. Unfortunately, Authentic won't have a chance at a Triple Crown. Um, I he texted me today. It was funny because I I it kind of sent him like a little reminder that Authentic is up for that one million dollar Monmouth bonus if you win. Haskell, TBG Haskell, you win the Derby, you win the Breeders' Cup Classic, you get a million dollars. So Baffert texted me. I mean, I, I know that the horse is staying here at Churchill for the next two weeks and he'll decide. But he said, uh, what does Bilicek say? We're on to Cincinnati. 
And I, I said, LOL on the text. I said, Cincinnati, isn't it Maryland? He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the difference? We're going on step by step. That is for that. I use that all the time. I always say the Belichick. I said we're on to the Jets, though. That's what I always do. Now we're on to the Jets. Uh, yeah, that's funny. I used to say that one too. Good job, Bob. He's in fine. Yeah, that's a smart guy. I'll tell well, you. Well, I mean, uh, Bob. I mean, Bob is kind of like the Belichick of horse racing, is he not? At this point. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny, which he should be right. But like, you know, Bob seems to be more into like, like college. Like we had this conversation probably about a year ago maybe a year and a half ago, this is what Alabama was still kind of on top. Now it's uh, LSU, maybe in the, in the SEC, which I hear the new quarterback that they've got rumors are that he's going to be better than the guy last year that's now wow. Cincinnati. Wow, it's saying something. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, they, they, I guess he broke like Brett Favre's like high school records or whatnot, but uh, Baffert had said he, he kind of likened himself more to a guy like Saban. So, but because he does well with young horses. <laughs> okay. What are you gonna do? That, 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 well, I get, I get, I get. Uh, I mean, I mean, I would compare. I would say Saban. Saban's the the Belichick of college, and yeah. Well, and, and first of all, Sergio, Sergio, first you you broke the rule of we don't mention Brett Favre or any Green Bay Packers ever I on the show. That's never been a rule. Did you? Did you that's no, never been a rule. It's a new rule, then. Okay, it, it is now. It is now. I, I come on your show. This is in your house, and I've got a Cowboys hat on, so I, I got to be nice to AJ. Okay. Uh, all right. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. yeah. You get one. You get one. I mean, <laughs> if we're going to sit here and talk about all time greats, you got to mention Brett Favre. Oh, here we go. See, this is what you started. Do you, do you yeah, see? he was he was great when he played for the Vikings, for sure. <laughs> or the Falcons. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So no, but but it's interesting you said the storm the court thing. Back to it. Um, yeah. I, I was saying earlier how uh, I, I said that. Uh, I believe Storm the Court's one of those horses that it's funny because he wasn't forty the place because because I said he's a he can run with any horse but he can't pass any horse, and I think that's his thing, and I and I and I say that because Sarah was a big Storm the Court fan and actually had her had him which she kind of got right in, yeah. in the Super, and said and Storm the, the Court super. but but it's funny you said that do you feel like a horse like that as a trainer like Storm the Court, um, and I'm asking you that you know obviously as a a, a ex horse trainer, and former, 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 not ex. Ex is a bad word. Yeah, You're no, right. I don't like talking about exes. Yeah, that's not good at all. <laughs> I'm at. Ex is the nose, baby. Unless, yeah. unless it's the horse F and X, which we love that name. F and X, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. But no, former trainer, and I, I'm saying possibly future trainer. I'm just going with that. He didn't say anything about that, but yes, we're we're, we're going, thinking positive. And we're just uh, one lottery ticket away. By the way. Exactly. There exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, but. So you have a horse like Storm the Court, all right? Do you think this is a horse where you have to just go to the lead with this kind of horse, or do you think? That's it. It's interesting you say that. You know, uh, for a guy that's you know never been a horse trainer, you're you're pretty smart, savvy. I, I, it's kind of crazy. Oh, God. Use your words carefully, Sarge. <laughs> come on, I don't need to be dealing with this shit for the. We next don't need you on the show anymore. Mute, I think can you. we mute AJ? I mean, go ahead, keep keep no, going. No, no, no please. The reality is the reality is look. The main guy, AJ, the main guy has a, a, a wonderful choice in ladies. He's got flowers he brought home for her. So obviously something's going right there. I mean, the championship belt is One of those behind was you. Right. I, I mean, first of all, you need to get somebody in there and dust that thing off and kind of brighten things up a little bit. Right? Don't be hating on the, on the, you know, the dream team. There you team. go. Sarge coming Thank in. You. Two words for AJ, I got two words for it if you don't like it. Suck it. Suck it. 
Don't um, say that to me. All right. Sorry, Teddy. Well, let's go back to Storm the Court. Going, going, back to, going back to Storm the Court. You know, I that was my point about the race the other day. And it was interesting the fact that, that Flavian Pratt decided to stay here. Now, granted, he ended up winning the, the, the grade one Del Mar fraternity today. And obviously, I don't know what happened in the, the rider title at Del Mar. Did he pull it off? I tell yeah, yeah. I think uh, Ruspoli won, didn't he? I can I, check that. Out. I, yeah, I, I think know. he must have because I think he's won like this weekend like five, ten times. I don't know. Are I'm you going, sure? I don't, I'm not. I'm not sure. But so he was, my my point he, though is, is that horse like Storm the Court. You know, we, we talk about riders, for example, and a horse like him, you cannot you cannot play the the, the musical rider because <laughs> his game is mental too. I mean, he has proven that he's an overachiever, right? But I, I think at the end of the day, uh, Storm the Court, I feel like he still has I – I still feel as if he's got more to give. So you're right in, in your assessment. That's what I was saying. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's true. Um, that's exactly okay. what I was saying. He kind of to go out and do his thing. And, he, and I really felt like he had a chance the other day, but I just can't get over it. It was the Kentucky Derby and the riders yeah. riding and, – and excuse me while I'm trying to pull this up here – but it was literally like they just threw it out there on a platter and said, hey, Authentic and Johnny V, you're a Hall of Fame rider looking for your third Kentucky Derby. Have fun, buddy. <laughs> Which, hey, we were very happy to just be in that position, but you got to put pressure on a horse like Authentic because his heart gets big, you know? Yeah, yeah no, I, I absolutely yeah. agree. Okay, so Flavian Pratt won the riding title oh, with Bill By how much? He did win it, wow. One. Uh, so 50, 50 to 49. Oh, wow. You did Those get it. I, just, I, I swear every time I saw Rispoli, he was winning this weekend. So I yeah. just assumed. <laughs> I probably just missed Flavian winning. Uh, but all right, wow, so he Flavian's won by on one. fire. Yeah. So my point is the fact that he didn't go. Um, you know, I'm not saying they stayed here for the title, but they figured Derby, who are we going to ride? I know he probably could have had a chance to ride 1,000 words. How would that have ended up? Well, right. Terrible for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, of course, uh, he would have had a chance to ride uh, Storm the Court, which I think he fits in better. And that's no discredit to Julian Leperu. But, you know, when you're talking about mental game, that was the thing about Johnny V. Baffert gave him all the credit at the end of the day. But it was interesting because when you look at how Baffert trained authentic going into the Derby, I mean, he laid him down. You know, he put that mile workout into him. He came back and put that sprightly five eights into him on five days rest. That there had to tell you all you needed to know, but he gave Johnny V ultimately all the credit at the end of the day, because even when he, he reached back and he gave him a couple of reminders, that horse responded. He almost, you could tell that he was actually shifting ground as if to say, Oh man, you know, I, I gotta go. And that's, that's exactly what he did. And I think that's what he needed going back in the, in, in the TVG Haskell. Now granted he won, but I think he needed a couple of shakeups that Smith didn't give him. But I think he fooled Mike Smith. I, I think that Authentic outsmarted him to whereas Johnny V knew what to anticipate. Yeah. Well, what's that? That's is that three? Is that three out of ten? Last ten years mm -hmm. for Johnny V? I believe it is, right? Yeah. Is it? Yeah, yeah. That's that's amazing. Um, yeah. So you're saying to me, I'm, I'm hearing, which I agree with Johnny V's, that this is his rider, correct? Like we, you think he's. Oh yeah. Right. No, so, nothing, nothing's going to change. Yeah. I mean, at th at this stage of the game and. You know, it, it's funny how life works because, mm -hmm. you know, in Mike Smith's case, you know, he was never going to get off of honor AP, no matter what. 
right. Mm -hmm. You know, being, you know, his relationship with, with John Sheriffs and, you know, what that horse had done. He was, you know, Honor AP is the only horse that beat Authentic. Mm -hmm. yep. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. So at the end of the day, I mean, Authentic is just one race away from being unbeaten. Now, it does wonders for a stud career. Um, you know, that was the other point about uh, the social media game. You know, as we talked in our pre-production meeting, you know when you go buy a car or you're signing on a house, I mean, how much paperwork are you doing? Yeah. Mm -hmm. but the how much of that are you really reading? Right. So ha have questions. I mean, obviously, when you think about the cost to buy in, what was it, $200? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I kind of likened it to being, say, for example, I, I paid thousands of t dollars for tickets to go see Billy Joel, Elton John, Eric Clapton, James Taylor. I mean, the reality is you go for the experience, right? Mm -hmm. But of those guys that are out there, the, the <laughs> curmudgeons or whoever they are out in, you know, in Twitterverse, they're like, well, if I want an experience, I'm just going to go buy a $5,000 claimer and go run a ceremony and show up. I'm like, really? Really? Okay. <laughs> just go do I'm that. I'm Kentucky Derby here for people. I mean, what the hell? You know? Yeah. Well, the, the Packers. Well, no, I said, well, you, yeah, you bring up the Packers and their shareholders. People brought up that, yeah. that same uh, uh, comparison as well. But, you know, my point was there's, what, 4,500 shareholders for Authentic? Yeah. I would bet 99.9% of them all placed a win on their win bet on their horse who just won an eight to one. So them getting paid, I'm not worried about. Well, yeah, the pick they did. Listen, I, with the pick three that I hit, that wasn't terribly hard with authentic would have paid for authentic and some for the dollar, the 50 cent. So yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. You could have won with that too. Like it's the experience. It's, it's knowing like the Packers thing, I don't know if you know, Sarge, the Packers have, the Packers do the same thing. They have shareholders that own the Packers. Your father, AJ, is a shareholder, correct? Yeah, we've never seen a dime. Yeah. yeah. Don't expect they, it. Don't care. But they own yeah. part of the Packers. Well, yeah. it, it, I guess in that case, uh, it would be more of a novelty item. Um, I, I don't necessarily look at my racehorse and the ownership and authentic being a novelty item because oh no 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 yeah, yeah yeah if things go it is somewhat of a novelty item because now he's won the Kentucky Derby right that in itself is you've got a win picture and my understanding is their win pictures are going out to every single owner wow. so you own that horse you're going to get a photo I mean I think I'm going to have to end up paying for a photo there's one that I actually put on uh, my social on, on uh, Facebook. But there's one where he's draped in the roses. And that's what happened why he got so spooky in the mm -hmm. uh, winter circle because the ribbons that were on the bottom of the roses, I guess, got tangled up in his feet. And that's what pretty much dropped, uh, you know, the white-haired wizard. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even imagine if he would end up being the same hospital as Jimmy Barnes who had that oh, broken God. fist. Right. No, I mean, but, um, you know, but it's, you know, it, it's, I can't say enough because, you know, the vision that, that Mike Barron's had, when we sat down, well, it's probably been about two and a half years. And in fact, the first horse that, that my racehorse came in on was a horse that I had in training at the time, uh, Swiss Minister. And uh, he eventually would go on to win for the, the partnership. But I remember we actually did a barn tour for the event that we had at Santa Anita. It was 100 to 1. And uh, it was two years. I'd say two years ago in May. Because we did like a launch party. And we went back to the barn and we had like a barn tour. And it was, you know, look, having been around horses all my life, you know, 
a former trainer of over 14 years, had my son there, my wife, and my son, he's 10 now. And, you know, I've got all my old win pictures as a trainer. And, you know, I had some great highlights and you, my friend, uh, it, 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 it took my heart away with that, that wonderful tribute you did. But the point being is that Cash, my son, he, didn't, he doesn't really know that chapter of my life. So we went to the barn and I pulled Swiss Minister out for like the, the owners, shareholders, and the people. You have no idea how uh, gratifying that was, right? So when you're around these horses, and that's the whole point, you know, COVID has thrown, the whole pandemic's thrown everything off. I mean, I've literally talked to you guys between the pre-production meeting we had tonight until now. I've, I've probably been on talking to you for over an hour and 15 minutes, probably because well, I miss you. But the reality <laughs> is I love talking the game and I love being a part of it. And that experience, you know, with Authentic was one that while all of the owners obviously couldn't be there, they were there. And if you look at all of the tributes that are out there in the social media world, I mean, it's dreams came true. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was that one individual, Sarah, you, you remember his name, whose father? Uh, I think it's James Hamill, I believe. James Hamill, yeah. yeah. You know, his father's, you know, he's yeah. battling cancer. He, he lives in New Zealand and he bought a share of Authentic. For, you know, those, that's what this game truly is all about. And mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's kind of strange because, you know, I was fortunate enough to hit the half century mark a few months ago and I wanted to have like a big celebration. We were going to go on a cruise and blah, blah, blah. It's not going to happen. But you all of a sudden go into like life perspectives and reflectives and you say to yourself, what is it that you truly love? Well, there's no experience, whether you're a fan, an owner, trainer, a groom, an exercise rider, Whatever you may be, like being around a horse and having that opportunity to be part of, of something that's, that's truly magical. And I have to say that the, the Kentucky Derby, it's, it's surreal that, that it happened the way it did and how it all played out in the end. And especially because of the fact that we felt going in that we were very live that we could win, yet everybody felt that we were up against it. At the end of the day, we came out smelling like a rope. It's like the people's yeah. horse at this point. It's like the people's the horse. People's it really horse. is. Like yeah. He's the people's champ at this point. He's the rock. and um, he, he is. He is. But at the same time, you can say he's the people's horse, but he's almost like the horse's people. Mm. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. 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 He's like the horse's people because it, it gave the little guy a chance. I mean, I'm friends with a guy that I he used to, like, you know, I'd always invite him to the Winter Circle Hollywood Park. He'd hang out, you know, by the TVG set. I say, hey, I like my. If I win, come down to the circle. I'll buy the picture. Well, he came down every damn time I won a race, and I bought him a picture every time. But he invested not in authentic, but in some other horses. Mm-hmm. And he's like a cook in East Los Angeles. He lost his job, and he ended up like cooking out of his own house, and his business is doing. But one night he called me like eight thirty at night. I think he's in on Lane Way. It was after one of the my racehorse horses had won. And he was literally in tears. He goes, you know, Sarge, I'm so glad I ran into you. I invested. I'm a winner. My dream came true of owning a racehorse. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's part of a franchise. Like, it, like yeah. it, you know? It, it, it's, it's and, I, and I'll say from my personal experience with that, you know, um, obviously the first one I got was from my father. And I think I've told the story probably. I'm not even sure I did. But for my father, because I was always like, okay, you know, 
um, you know, I was a writer, actor, director, everything like that. Always thought to myself, I'd make enough money one day and buy him a racehorse. Never had that much money, obviously, and everything like that. So I bought him a horse uh, for like, was it Christmas? Mm -hmm. So Christmas, I buy Vertical Threat. And one of the reasons why I buy Vertical Threat is, and I, because I find out like a week before that, I believe he threw his exercise rider, jumped over the fence and tried to run like downtown, cut himself and everything like that. And I said to myself, this is what me and my dad should go into this horse. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. If there's going to be a horse that represents me, my dad, it's going to be that guy. So sure enough, I get that horse. And, and I'm thinking to myself, like, I'm not thinking that much. I mean, you look at him, he's got good pedigree, everything, obviously out of temperature and, and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So you have the tap it connection. Um, but I'm thinking, you know, I'll, I'll be glad if I can watch him race and whatever. We get to go down and visit this horse. Tries to bite my hand off uh, each time. He likes me. He's an so. angry little man, loves Sarah, hates me. Uh, the first horse. time that's happened to you, though. That's pretty yeah. much everywhere I go. Uh, yeah. But but <laughs> I'm glad you guys agreed so quickly. And uh, yeah, but, uh, but, but, you know, and here we are, you know, and if you think about it, I wasn't expecting to be in the Pat Day model. Let's face it. So yeah. here it is. And that's a mind. We, we say this thing's a novelty. We're not talking about money. If he won that race, I would have made my money back on that investment. One race. Wow. Yeah. Well, One race. I would. Yeah, have made I mean, I think that's, that's the point though. It's like, why you do go into it as a quote investment, the experience. See, I think the other point about that is, and obviously I think through time, you're all going to graduate into bigger and better things. I mean, I envision myself being at a horse sale with you guys at one point saying, Hey, let's go buy a horse. Right. But that's the idea that the, the, the segue, you've got all these other syndicates that are out there and they kind of like look at my racehorse as who in the hell are these guys? But at the same time, my racehorse is, is not really the threat. They're not the threat because they're actually good for the game. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they introduced new people into the sport that never felt that they could ever own a horse, and now they have an opportunity. Now, granted, the fact that my racehorse just won the Kentucky Derby, I mean, who doesn't want to jump on the bandwagon? Yeah, right? exactly. Considering the fact that you're going to be playing the numbers game. Like, you know, when they do groupings, like to have a Philly four meaning that you put one-time investment, you have four chances. I mean, the the New York Exacta, uh, you know, quick conversation. The other horse, Psychedelic Shack. You have a two, you got a two-for-one shot. So if you're like me, and I got two chances for the price of one, then then I'm going to take it. And that's something with a lot of these other syndicates you can't do. But what I love most about the My Racehorse concept, that it is transparent. Everything is right there in writing. Mm -hmm. You think about the structure and the infrastructure, you've got a guy, Mike Barons, who ran a multi-million dollar company prior to that in a friendship relationship and a partnership with Spendthrift. And you think of Wayne Hughes and public storage, you, you could do the math. You, you know, obviously they're, they're, they're savvy business people. And that's the one thing about Wayne Hughes. When he started the, uh, the Breed Secure program out here in Kentucky, Wayne Hughes is about the little guy. And when this concept came up with my racehorse, uh, when we were making the introductions, I had called, you know, Mike and I sat down and he's like, well, what do you think? What do you think? Can you call this guy? What do you think? And it came down to me making a phone call to Ned Toffee, the general manager of Spendthrift. I said, Ned, this is the deal. This is an idea. And I would like to have the opportunity 
for Mike to meet Wayne. Well, the rest is history. Mm -hmm. And they hit it off. How many conversations have I had with Wayne Hughes? Maybe three. Now, Ned and these, obviously, the other farm employees or whatnot, because, I, you know, I'm in the industry, but there's a next level of the industry where, mm -hmm. you know, maybe being just a horse guy that I am, I just kind of a, a barn rat, so to speak. But, yeah. you know, to quote my, my former professor, my final year in college where I flunked the midterm, I literally mailed it in. And he <laughs> called me in his office and, you know, he's an old man and he's like, you know, Nick, really disappointed in you. I see you carrying that damn racing form into class with you. <laughs> I was like, yeah. And he goes, I just don't want you to become a racetrack bum. It's basically what he told me. And I took it to heart. I took it to heart. I came back uh, the second, I killed it the second semester and ended up getting my college degree. But, you know, being a, a barn rat, which I consider myself a barn rat, I just love horses. And, you know, I love people that love horses. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't particularly care for people who don't like the horses in the horse industry. You know? <laughs> uh, it's a, it's a, this game has evolved. It's changed. It's not what it used to be. But I don't think at this stage of the game that, you know, with my racehorse, they, the world is their oyster. Because now they've opened up a whole new avenue. And that was the thing about Wayne Hughes when he sat down with Michael that he brought up. He flew to Australia took a taxi. The taxi cab driver had a horse in like a $2 million grade one race. He was a, a micro share owner. And he remembered that conversation he had and how excited the guy was. So when the concept came about, there's where okay. the ball wow. was taken and run with. So, yeah. and Wayne's an innovator and, and, and Mike is a thinker. And, uh, you know, I, I've been blessed because Mike's put me in a position to, you know, advise on horses. Now, granted, you know, my job's on the line every day. And I, I think, and, you know, it's a concerted effort. And you know how difficult this game is. And I think right now the numbers game is crucial for us to get to that next level. Like I mentioned in AJ earlier, you know, when you talk about like an expansion team, how hard it is for an expansion racing stable to do what they did last weekend. It's, it's unheard of. It's unthinkable. Yeah. That's a good yeah. point. That's a very good mm -hmm. point. You're absolutely right. And they did it. And it was super exciting. So bef before we get um, too sidetracked, we're going to go back to the Derby real quick because I want to know what you think is next, number one, for Tis the Law. Where do you think he goes next, Sarge? You know, I, I think Barkley Tag is, you know, and first of all, the whole social outburst and that political thing that yeah. was out there. Yeah. And even they, they mentioned it on the, on the telecast the other day, and I'm just like, yeah, there's Why? a time and place for everything, but honestly, he, Barkley's, what is he, 82 years old? Yeah. 82, anything. You know, and obviously, you know, Barkley's been, for people to call him out, I'm just like, really? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. He, he had no he had no intent. Bottom line is, he wanted to go there, race his horse, and, and, and have a good time with, with the Sacatoga uh, school bus. That's basically what he wanted to do. Yeah. And, I, you know, he's not, he's not a public speaker. So I, I think, and that's what I appreciate about John Sherris because he's not a public speaker, but he keeps his words to a minimum, unless he's given Zenyatta, you know, a <laughs> bottle which is awesome. Yeah. Um, but but I, I think truth be told with, with Barkley and where Tesla Law goes, 
I think his smartest route would be to wait for the Breeders' Cup. I think he'd be better up, better off loading the cannons and, and lining up against maximum security. And I would almost be willing to bet, because I, I don't know with authentic, you know, how much did that race take out of him the other day? Yeah. Now, the word is, is that he's going to the Preakness. We talked about that. So can authentic make the Preakness and the Breeders' Cup Classic? Because Bob Baffert's obviously got a situation on his hands. Authentics are free-running front With Max, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it all of a sudden it's like, wow. And I'm not saying he's playing favorites because the reality is pound for pound in a match race would be one hell of a match race, but, you know, maximum security has the experience, right? Right. I'm not saying that authentic right. couldn't beat him, but it, it, it's, 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 a, it's a tall task. So I'm kind of selfishly, let's say I'm not even involved – Let's say I'm not from a horse advisor standpoint. Let's say I'm a majority owner of Authentic. Thinking, do I want to go to the Preakness with this horse? Or do I want to go for that million-dollar bonus? Well, man, if I had all the money in the world, maybe a million doesn't mean anything. But I think it would be pretty cool because let's say Authentic runs in the Preakness and he wins the Preakness. Unless tis the law, wins the Breeders' Cup Classic, which even if he does, Authentic will be the thrill champion. So that hardware means yeah. now put this out there. If Authentic runs in the Breeders' Cup Classic, and let's say Maximum Security doesn't run, or Authentic wins and beats Maximum Security, then guess who horse of the year? We we just we were just talking about that. We just, we just had, had this conversation before yeah. you were on. We taped earlier, and it's actually funny. And we actually just had the same thing. I it said if they go against each other, Max wins. He's horse of the year. And we were just had the thing back and forth because of what happened and it got disqualified in, in overseas. It right. was done different. But um, that's what we said. We said, you can't give it to Authentic if Maximum Max beats him by five lengths. You know what I mean? You just can't. But if the other way around, you got to give it to Authentic. It was a weird thing. We, we went over that, which is funny you just said that because we had a and, whole you know in the grant In the grand scheme, you know, especially for, for Wayne Hughes, because really at the end of the day, um, as much of a, a thrill it was with my racehorse, for what Wayne Hughes has done for the business, the industry, the person he is, innovating, giving the little guy a chance. I mean, he deserved that Kentucky Derby more than virtually anybody. And so I think going forward, you know, there's the term, it's all gravy, mm-hmm. it's all hand with the bone at this stage of the game, yeah. you know, if Authentic never won another race, he's still going to go out on top because he's a derby winner, and he's a son of Into Mischief, whose stud fee is probably going to be 225 to 250 next year, mm-hmm. considering that when he first stood at stud, he was a $7,500 stallion, which is crazy to think, but it just shows you how the game is. Yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah. so as far as Authentic, I mean, <laughs> look, you, you got to leave it in the hands of Baffert. You know, he's the one that's, that's done it. I never have. If he says Preakness, we go Preakness, right? But I do think that maximum security, if he didn't have maximum security in the barn, I'm a little curious to know what his answer would be as far as the next step. That is true. Well, especially with Baffert, too, because not that long ago, Charlatan was supposed to be backed by the Preakness. So he Mm -hmm. comes back into the picture, you know, how does that work out? Frankly, I'll be surprised if you ever see Charlatan in another race. I would. Uh, I, I don't blame. I can't imagine. I couldn't uh, imagine them bringing Charlton. Why? 
They sold well, the voting rights already, correct? Yeah, they did sell them. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the other thing, it's just like, for example, you go back to Bodie Meister. Um, you know, Bodie Meister nearly won that derby that year after, uh, was it, uh, what's that horse's name? Was it Trini Bird that chased him all the way around there? Yeah. Trini Bird was a crazy story in its own right, but that, that's for another show. But Trini Bird literally went out there and gutted him, and I'll have another came and swept him late, but Bodie Meister never ran again. So I asked Baffert, you know, a number of times, so why wouldn't you have brought him back? He goes, oh, he had never been the same. Well, he had like a shoulder issue. Charlton had an ankle, but if you can remember, Charlton was, you know, he's, he was a hardy horse. Mm-hmm. So, and then I had heard that Nadal, who had that uh, non-displaced uh, consular fracture, Baffert actually felt like maybe they should try to bring him back. But, you know, another horse that's big, it's going to be too difficult to, to try and get him back. So yeah, I think the year in a nutshell for Baffert has been like, whether you, whether you like the guy or not, which – you know, when, yeah, when I had yeah. my health set back four years ago, Baffert was one of the first guys to call me to check on him. And yes. it's not as if we're that close. I mean, right. I, think he, I think he respects me. And I guess we could say we're friends, you know, somewhere between friends and acquaintances, but gotcha. closer to friends. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the, yeah, no, yeah I, he's unfortunately on yeah. a bit of a rough year. I think people love to hate on him and because he's a winner and everybody hates a winner. Uh, yeah. He's never done anything wrong. Else, I mean, it's, you know, look, I, you know, and I, and I hope that, you know, obviously we can do future shows together, but it's, you know, a trainer comes up with a, a methylcarbamol positive, which is Robaxin, which is a, a muscle relaxant. You're talking about a thousand pound animal that's traveling at a rate of speed at 40 miles per hour. It hits at 5,000 pounds per square inch. And you're going to tell me you're worried if they're going to get a little bit of a muscle relaxant. Take a hike. Yeah. All right. These are equine athletes. Yeah. So we can, we can go off on a tangent for another show, but I, uh, I, you know, the only solace for me in some of this, like, quietness, craziness, madness, is the fact that when you look at horse racing, you look at the Kentucky Derby, political agenda behind and what's being driven in certain areas, because there are positive political agendas. There are some that I think are taken a little bit out of context. But the fact that we had a Kentucky Derby – and a Kentucky Derby weekend, including Oaks Day, that was safe and sound. Mm-hmm. Nice. I mean, it, it turned out to be A-OK. So I just hope that when we roll in, hopefully, to 2021, and, you know, that is, I mean, the world's under fire, literally and figuratively, it seems right. Yeah. Yep. yep, right now. We can, you know, we can look forward with positivity and, and horse racing and, you know, being on a Triple Crown, Clowns broadcast is is what it's all about. So. Um, it's just about trying to keep some perspective, but the main thing is just staying positive in the process. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. All right, Sarge, we know it's super late for you right now, yeah. and we know you have a yeah. long day. Sarge, well, you, you know I charge by the second. So. I know. I that's know. The, This is what he does. You can uh, send your bill oh, the to first check, Amboy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, the check didn't clear. Well, since we're yeah. paying by the second, real fast before we let you go, I just <laughs> want to ask one thing. Um you know, whether it's the Preakness, whether it's the Classic, wherever Authentic goes from here, what's the ceiling like on him? And, I mean, is there one? Well, they talked about a four- or a four-year-old campaign. So it seems as if that's a possibility. I don't know what's going to happen with the Saudi Cup, especially because they're, they're not – supposedly not – I guess they're not going to pay maximum security, which, you know, again, for another show, 
What do they have on him? I mean, do they have like FBI taps? I don't know. But, but, you know, the Saudi Cup, you know, I I would think that the the World Cup, let's hope we can have the World Cup in 2021. But I would think that that would be the consideration. Um, I'm not convinced that maximum security is going to continue to run. He'll probably, you know, do his thing. But I I don't know. I, I feel like, I feel, I feel like with authentic, um, that was his coming out party, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I think at this stage of the game, you have to ask yourselves, you know, what is there? To me, if he comes back next year, because it, it seems like the horse is maturing, he's developed, I'd be surprised if maximum security came back next year because yeah. he's going to be five. Five now, yep. Right, yeah. so it would be an opportunity for authentic to to kind of be the big big man on campus. So, uh, Dubai World Cup, and you know, hopefully, point for a uh, you know. I just hope that somehow, some way, he can compete in the Breeders' Cup Classic because I think it's awesome when a horse has a chance at, at getting a seven figure bowl. Oh yeah, uh, of oh course. God, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's. Yeah, I mean, it's the Fusiachi Pegasus. Remember, we, he just took off after the Breeders' and never came back. And now I think he's, you know, didn't produce that much. I don't believe he didn't do very well as a stud, did he? No, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because I, I loved him as, as a, a racehorse. He was so high strung. I, I remember crazy. back in the day when he would train at, at Hollywood Park and I would just, I mean, that horse was like, he was a fiery individual. I mean, I remember, I think it was Derby Day or the day before Derby Day where he like flipped yeah. over or whatnot. Neil Drysdale did an impeccable job, but. I think pound for pound, Fusaichi Pegasus was a better horse. Pound oh, for pound. Oh, yeah, yeah. They called him Superman, didn't they? Wasn't that his nickname yeah. when he was even like, yeah, he was named Superman. Yeah, he was a I mean, he, You know, he was one of the last few best of, of uh, the late great Mr. Prospector. You know, when you look at pedigrees of, you know, yesteryear, Prospector was one of that uh, latter end 20th, you know, 21st century, but primarily 20th century. He was the man. Sire. Sire, sire, broodmare, sire. But Fupeg ended up only running nine times in his career. Yeah, that's why I was thinking almost like that's almost like I was I was thinking of that with authentic. Not that they're the same. God, I hope I, I hope he can get to the teens in his well, career. That's, well, that's well, that's what yeah. I mean. Like being that kind of crazy, wacky horse. I know one of what, yeah, but let me tell you the difference. Authentic's not dangerous. Whether or not you're going to buy into that that winter circle deal, that wasn't his fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah, authentic is far from dangerous. Fu- Fusaichi Pegasus, he was dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Oh, yeah. uh, he was mean. That was the uh, that was that fire of the uh, the prospector line. But you know, you talked about vertical threat. Uh, the uh, my racehorse slam dunk partnership. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was a horse, and we bought him at the sale last year. That I told both Joe and Joe, I said, whatever you do, don't turn your back on him. I mean, you're not oh. supposed to turn your back on a horse anyway. I said. <laughs> It's like going to the zoo with a lion behind. <laughs> oh, he's got a death stare too. Unless it's <laughs> unless it's Sarah, he loves yeah. Sarah. Yeah, I don't Sarah. have any problems. Yeah, it's kind of odd. Yeah, we got a picture of her petting him, and we got a picture. Of I go. We have a video and, of him biting Randy. It's, yep, yep, yep. That's true. He has good but, taste. Well, he tasted me, so. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm pumped. All right. On that funny note of no, that joke. Um, all right. So we're gonna let you go because it's it's past midnight where you're filming now. We're almost there. Uh, oh yeah, goodness. Um, it's it's late. It's, it's late. Turn into a pumpkin. 
Yeah, and, and you start getting that union overtime after 12, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, always a pleasure. So excited. Congratulations. Huge obviously. congratulations. Uh, Kentucky Derby win, no matter what. It's a Kentucky Derby yeah. win, my friend. And, and, um, and congratulations to you for having me on the show. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. Thank you. This is pretty big. Sergeant, we love you. We're always happy to have you on. And we will talk soon. Good luck at the uh, sale. Yes. And hope everything goes good. Get some sleep. We'll talk to you soon, Sarge. I will. Sweet dreams, everybody. Absolutely. You too. Well, that was fun. That really was. Always a pleasure having Sarge on the show. Sarge is obviously one of our most frequent guests. And you know know what's funny? Probably our best guest. Oh, my best. Every, yeah, well, bestest guest. Um, no, but seriously, I remember when you first got Sarge on, and that was pretty crazy that we had Sarge on. And now it's like Sarge is like our guy, which is weird to us when we started this whole journey to have Sarge aboard. We're honored, honestly, to have Sarge and oh, work with him. Much, yeah. And what a great guy. And, and I, honestly, if I had to listen to somebody break down horses and be honest, Sarge is one of the guys I go to. Yeah. Like, and I'm not honestly just saying that. And I'm learning more from him every time. And everybody out there, listen to him because I mean, so he has a, a, you know, he goes out and buys horses. He was a trainer, like he's a, he's a, he's a. What would what was he called over at My Racehorse? What was he? A horse, horse advisor. advisor. A horse advisor. Mm-hmm. And if you're a horse advisor of a multi-million dollar company and a say, I mean, same thing as a syndicate and everything like that. But you know, everybody's money they go to him yeah. to like look at this horse. And I think it's funny that he said, don't turn your back on vertical threat, but that makes sense. But- well, I mean, just everything he goes down into, into detail with it, you know, when he talked about the, the shoes yes. that Tizzala was running with, the way yeah. the track yeah. is, I mean, exactly. just the way he breaks everything down, every minute detail, yeah. which is all a major factor when, you know, when you're going into handicapping or just the races in general. I mean, that's all stuff yeah. you got to know if you want to be it's, successful. Yeah. It is. It's amazing, and, it's- and I'm looking forward to working with Sarge more um, with, with, on everything because you guys don't understand. Like, it, it, like for an hour before the show, we were talking about other races, and he's telling us things of horses digging in. You know, we talked about the vertical threat race, and horses digging in, and he just couldn't dig into his feet, and you could see how his hooves were moving. And I mean, yeah, what the, I did think it was weird that they glue stuff on horses. Yeah. Well, he had posted I'm, something I'm on Twitter saying. about that. And I, I was seen like, the Wait, post on what? Twitter and it was way over my head. And I was Me like, too. Oh, I, mean, I, I was what just saying, like, but I just I don't. Really? They do that? Oh, you guys aren't going where I'm going here. They oh, oh, yeah. No, I got where you're going. Things on horses. Yeah. You know what they make? I can't believe you guys just went off on a tangent when I was just like. Well, yes. no, because if you see the tweet, and I know you're not very yeah. on Twitter because you're old and, and you don't do the social media this thing. But when you see it, I mean, a lot of people were asking questions like, what the hell does this mean? And it's like, yeah, that's what Sarge sees from one photo. Yeah. That just, you know. Any, I mean, anybody else, I'm sure, is just overlooking so much. And that's why I can't imagine. Like, I don't know, obviously, like that many trainers that I talk to or anything. I mean, right. we talk to a few uh-huh. and everything, and, and they're awesome. And so it's, it's weird that Sarge isn't a trainer. I've, but still, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I know he's sick well, um, a little bit ago. Um, but I, I said I, we're just one lottery ticket away from buying one. Yeah, so I'm yeah. actually going go to go to the gas station because I have to anyway and buy a lottery ticket. And if I win, Sarge will be a trainer again. That's it. Right, so we're starting a new cross campaign. your fingers. I gotta win the lottery tonight. I won't ever be on the show or talk to either of these two people ever again. But 
Sarge will be a trainer. Well, then I'm rooting for you. I was you just better saying, watch your back. Yeah, yeah. Sarah's like, promise. <laughs> yeah, right. Go, Randy. Um, no, but I haven't had the best of luck lately, so don't get my hopes up. Okay. Wow. That's really nice. Wow. You guys are really, really supportive yeah. of me. Thanks. Yeah, I should just yeah, I know. go to get those things and never come back. All right. Kind of like my dad did. But it also, real quick, he, he touched on this, and I don't think we ever brought it up, but I know me and you have talked about this. I mean, I didn't think he, he would bring it up, but he did bring up, you know, kind of the haters that my racehorse has gotten mm-hmm. on social media and everything about, yeah. you know, the owners getting paid out. But it's also, and I believe you said this, and, and I'll give credit where credit is due. I mean, this is an investment you made less than two months ago. He's won two races. His stud fee has done nothing but skyrocket, and you're going to complain right now that you haven't gotten I mean- paid? It's like buying but a stock. Yeah, before, before we, you know, value whether or not this is a good or bad investment, let's wait for him to to, to turn stud and, or even race more. And I mean, you get you get updates on him. You get they pictures are very true. I'm you just talking about a, a pure return on investment. Well, I know. Yeah. Point. People are just forgetting. Like, hey, look, this is this course has a long career. Not only on the track, you will be okay with your investment. When's the last time you've invested in Pfizer and they send you things every other day about how Pfizer's doing and what they're doing and what science, whatever they're doing and making? They don't do that. They're doing this for you because so that's a bonus. Well, even before the race, they're very um, of any races uh, that of your my racehorse horse. They are very transparent of like, okay, here is the breakdown of. If he gets first, second, third, this is where, you know, this amount is allocated to this, this amount's allocated to this, and this is how much that would go towards shareholders. They are transparent of everything. They do not hide anything from their Well, their they can't. Shares. It's, it's, it's federal yeah. guidelines. Yeah, they can't. That's but these the people thing. are acting it, like they just guidelines. like taking their money and run. Yeah, no. And, and that's what I mean. What investment in the world, number one, is as fun as that, really. And what, what you expect a return on a small right investment, first of all, you can't even get a stock usually for under like two hundred dollars. You got to buy whatever and do this. Um, but I mean, what investment in the world do you get? All this stuff, it's cool. This and that. You want a derby, and you're gonna get a return in two months. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if he does this, and plus it's, it was a small percentage, it was a small price, you're going to get whatever it is. And if he goes and wins the, he just won a million dollars, whatever it was, when it comes down to with expenses and all this stuff, I'm sure it's huge. Well, this, yeah, that's I mean, another look, thing look they're at, also look, very transparent about is horses, all the expenses. They, well, look, look at what they got out of the, what is it, three million for the Derby? Mm-hmm. You know, with how much they own of authentic, my racehorse got two hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars in, in of those winnings. And you think out of forty-five hundred people, like you're gonna get your two hundred bucks back on that one race? I know. But no, you have to look at like his stud fee just skyrocketed because he's a Kentucky Derby winner. Yep. Every time this horse has sex when he's a stud, you're gonna get paid for it now, like I, a lot more. I, I, yeah, what kind? That's think, like the best investment you can have. I'm not talking like any investors. If somebody makes, puts in money in a 401k and you, and you put in fifty thousand dollars, if in ten years you make fifty thousand dollars, that is a great, great mm-hmm. 401k. It's not even like realistic, okay? Yeah, all right, no, it's not at all. All right, so you put in two hundred. Which let's do the percentages. So if one day, five years from now, after Suds fees, you make four hundred, that's double what you would have made on that thing, and that's really good on a two hundred dollar investment. Right. All right. Well, it's been a long, long 
episode mm-hmm. longer than I thought it was going to be. But how how do we ever stop like talking to Sarge? Like I said, we're talking to him an hour before. I, know. I, I wish we could put that on here, but we'll probably just save that for blackmail reasons later for Sarge. But no, um, we could you could we could talk with that guy all day about horse racing. I mean, that's he. You can just yeah. see he loves it. No, so thank you so much, Sarge, for coming back yes. on, and a huge, huge congratulations. And a huge hoorah. Can I do this? Alrighty then. Triple Clowns is a production of the team at Big Umbrella. Rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Send us your questions at tripleclowns at gmail.com and you may be featured on a future episode. Follow us on social media at Clowns Triple on Twitter and Instagram and follow me, AJ Ryder, at Troy McLean WWE on Twitter. Like and subscribe to our show on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. All right, guys, for AJ Ryder, I'm out of here. See you later, everybody.